Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, I'm Dr. Adam Broski, Professor of Medicine at the University of Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, and today we're going to talk about the role of real-world evidence in addressing limitations uh, of CDK4-6 inhibitor randomized clinical trials. And I think that real-world evidence uh, does give us um, some more information about populations that are not included in some of the large randomized clinical trials, in particular African-Americans, Asians, and the elderly. Uh, Periality X uh, was a large uh, real-world uh, first-line comparative effectiveness study. Uh, and the idea was is that uh, we went and looked at the Flatiron database, which has about 3 million records in the database already identified, uh, allowing us to examine them. Uh, in the Flatiron database, interestingly enough, you know, we, we were able to kind of take patients from 2015 uh, up until about 2020, uh, and we analyzed a bunch of patients uh, who were postmenopausal women, um, 18 years of age or older with hormone um, receptor positive SF breast cancer. Um, they had to start their treatment with palbociclib from when it was approved in February 2015 uh, through uh, the 31st of March 2020. Um, and again, the follow-up was either to death, the study cutoff, or last visit. And the planned endpoints were overall survival and progression-free survival. And again, first you can see the unadjusted analysis, then we use two um, ways of matching the data. Uh, inverse probability treatment weighting uh, and propensity score matching. And I think that's kind of was a very well done trial. It's been presented multiple times and published recently. But we had some really interesting um, subgroups. I mean, the overall patient population did very well. Um, and I think that's been discussed in other uh, of these broadcasts. Uh, but what was really important is looking at the African American and Hispanic patients uh, in this. And you can see. Um, there were 37 Hispanic patients in the uh, analysis and 114 African-American patients. The unadjusted hazard ratio, uh, looking at palpocyclin versus letrozole versus letrozole alone, um, you can see here in terms of progression-free survival, it clearly is beneficial uh, in African-American and Hispanic patients uh, with a real progression-free survival of about 20 months on average versus seven uh, months from the letrozole alone, a little bit less, I think, than we would have expected. Um, in terms of overall survival, um, the same thing is seen here. Palbociclib uh, has an overall survival rate of 12 months of 89% versus letrozole of 73%. And at 24 months, it's 72% of the patients still alive on palbociclib and letrozole versus uh, 47% letrozole alone. Um, these are a little bit lower than I think that we've seen in other clinical trials. But again, there may be a lot of confounding variables here. That is that it could be that Hispanic and African-American patients are a little bit uh, poor performance status. What about Asian patients? Um, this is data actually uh, from Korea, looking at Asian patients. And you can see, looking at this concert diagram, these are patients that received at least one cycle of palbociclib. And they received uh, basically, uh, it was about 145 had letrozole and palbociclib, the majority in the first line, 24 had full vestrin and palbociclib. And again, uh, it, was, it was basically just following them for progression-free and overall survival. Uh, and what you can see here, this is the progression-free survival. This is really mostly progression-free survivals. But you can see the progression-free survival of the Asian patients was uh, 25 months, which is very similar, I think, to the Paloma 2 trial and other trials of CDK4-6 inhibitors in the first line. Looking at the second line, though, with fulvestrin, it's a little bit lower, I think, than we would think at 6.3 months. And again, these were mostly second and third line patients and beyond. 
So it's really interesting to see that in the Asian population, this is a little bit worse than, say, Paloma 3 and some of the other second-line trials uh, that we have with CDK4-6 inhibitors. The reason for that is unclear, but at least it gives us some information about the performance of second-line agents in an Asian population. Um, what about elderly patients? Well, this is data that uh, we actually recently published as first presented at the Miami Breast Cancer Conference. It was recently published, I believe, in Future Oncology. And basically, in this particular trial, you can, in the analysis, you could see that overall survival of the patients uh, 75 years and older still is higher. This is a little difficult to kind of see, but progression-free survival uh, is better in the patients with um, uh, on palbociclib. The overall survival is better on the patients with palbociclib in all of the analysis is the unadjusted analysis, the inverse probability treatment weighting, uh, and the progression-free score matching. So you can see here, everybody did uh, better there. And there's some other data. This is the Polaris trial, uh, which is a prospective a registry study of about 1,500 patients in the United States and Canada. And you can see here in these patients that their global quality of life in these patients over 70 years old uh, really had no detriment, both in the first line and the second line. These are patients receiving palbociclib. Um, their activities of daily living didn't get worse. And their G8 score, which is a, a score basically about how, um, again, related to their geriatric assessment and their, their functional scores really didn't change. Um, and so this gives us a lot of a lot of comfort in that these patients can be treated uh, without really a detriment in their quality of life. So I think real-world evidence in special populations helps us understand the, C the role of CDK4-6 in these populations. I think that the hazard ratio is consistent uh, with the randomized clinical trials in most of the scenarios. The absolute progression-free survival benefit at least in the first line, is consistent with the overall trial for both Asians and African Americans, and I think can really be used in shared decision-making. So again, thank you very much for listening to me, and I hope you enjoyed this. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME, LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.